the reopening of Ontario's economy is being done slowly, and it'll have to be done slowly, and it'll mean new thinking uh, with business and industry organizations coming and weighing in at this point. Here's a quote. What the economy cannot afford and what the psyche of Canadians can't afford is to be forced back into total lockdown because we can't control the virus. Now, that came from uh, our friend Rocco Rossi, who is president and CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. And what do you know, Rocco Rossi is on the line. I haven't seen you for too long, my friend. Way too long. Hope you're keeping well, my friend. No, I'm fine, and I know you are because uh, we're both out here doing what we do. But uh, the unfortunate thing is that we can't sit at table and have a breakfast or one of those things that we've done in the past, and that's just going to have to keep. But it's great to have you aboard. Thanks for uh, joining us this morning, Rocco. And I know that you've been uh, out there in public talking about some polling that you've been done that uh, speaks to whether Ontarians are accepting of this message that you're putting out there, and a lot of people are putting out there. I think the Ford government, in fairness, is putting it out there, uh, of uh, you know the slow and steady reopening as opposed to jumping in. Uh, absolutely. We're, what our, our polling, which we did together with um, our partners at the Auto Parts Manufacturing Association and the Ontario General Contractors Association, Uh, really wanted to focus on a couple of things, but it boils down to confidence because you can open the economy all you want, and we've seen it in uh, Georgia and Texas where um, things have been a free-for-all and dangerously, Um, and many employees and consumers have simply been staying away because we don't have a vaccine yet for this thing. So we will be living with COVID-19 for some time. And uh, so to do that as safely as possible, uh, we need to make sure some key things are in place. What our survey showed was that some 75% of Ontarians are afraid of contracting COVID-19. Uh, So you can imagine that's going to put a huge uh, halt on their confidence to go to work uh, and to go and participate in the economy. So we also asked them what things would give you more confidence, knowing that we can't get it down to zero, uh, but we want to do as best we can, and testing, track and trace, the ability of far more PPE for people beyond the healthcare workers who've rightly been the key priority for the PPE that we have had, and then testing to uh, uh, to a standard uh, across the province uh, for employees, so that while we can't guarantee that we get the risk to zero, as I also said in that in that article. What we have to have zero tolerance for is incompetence, because that will kill confidence, uh, and in turn, that will kill the economy. Well, you know, you mentioned that uh, 75% of people in Ontario uh, of adult age are worried about contracting COVID-19. And from my travels, I I don't measure things, but I talk to people like we all do. And I think that that's uh, fairly standard amongst people. There are a few people uh, who who are out there saying, my rights, my rights. Well, your rights don't include trampling on my rights, is I think what uh, those 75% of people are saying. But there's another statistic that I read in in your survey that you've published uh, that says 88% of Ontarians are also worried about the economy, and 50% of those 
are very worried about the economy. So I think what you're talking about is a, a point that we have to arrive at through uh, good analysis, medical advice, great uh, business people sitting together around a table and finding a point where the lines cross. In other words, where we've got satisfaction on on the part of uh, the medical people and on the part of the people, which is most of us, who are worried about getting the disease, and satisfaction uh, with the fact that the economy actually is starting to make forward strides. It's absolutely critical. And, and what I don't want is, is a sort of a false dichotomy between health on one side and in the economy on the other, because let's face it, um, the the economic coma that we've been in for the better part of, of, of 10 weeks has put enormous strain on people, which in turn causes its own uh, health problems. So I think what, that, what the survey is capturing is people understand um, that we have to find a balance. We can't do it holus bolus, but by the same token, we simply cannot sustain indefinitely a complete lockdown for lots of reasons. You know, it leads to depression, to mental health issues, um, to suicide, to domestic violence, to substance abuse. Uh, the fact that um, uh, surgery, so-called elective, but left for a long time become deleterious to people's health also has to be balanced in this. And the bottom line is the printing presses in Ottawa can't run indefinitely. The only way to sustainably uh, ultimately pay for that debt and deficit that we've been building up is through reopening the economy. But we have to do it carefully because if we have a spike that gets out of control and we get thrown back to lockdown, that's that's where the real danger to psyche and the long-term health of the economy comes. Well, that's called a double dip. And, and uh, you know, I'm not an economist, uh, but uh, I, I have been in the business world long enough in my life to know that that's something that uh, is almost unsustainable because the government can't print money forever and, and they can't be bailing us out a year from now or two years from now. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. And I'm going to give you some st statistics I looked up this morning because you mentioned uh, widely reopening as is being done in some of the uh, American states. And I, I'm not trying to shoot them or, or launch criticism at them. But uh, if you take a look at uh, Florida, as of the last reported date, they had 770 new, uh, 7, 777 new cases in a day. In Texas, which you also mentioned, 909 new cases. In Georgia, 700 cases. Now, the populations of those states are roughly, not, not direct on, near the population of Ontario. And they don't seem to be particularly worried about daily cases where here, when we uh, notch up above 400 like we did yesterday, which is now abnormal, we've been in the 300 range, um, we get a little antsy about it. And they don't seem to be worried about it. Therefore, uh, considering that the, the opening of those states is relatively new and we haven't seen the bounce back in uh, additional cases, if indeed they're going to happen, and I've got to guess they're going to, they're going to go even higher. We in Ontario, I guess we're just Canucks. We're, we're much more measured. And we're a little more afraid, and maybe that's a good thing. Well, the key is to not overwhelm the healthcare system. Again, we're going to be living with this, so the reality is there will be there will be outbreaks. We want to make sure 
that we have the testing, the tracking and tracing in place that if uh, a little brush fire starts up, that we're quickly able to tamp it uh, down. And as to the numbers in Georgia, in Texas, in Florida, one of the real dangers of opening up Holus Bolus is that for the first couple of days, you think, hey, I did this and nothing happened because this virus, as we know, has a two-week incubation period. So mm -hmm. the decisions and actions I take today, I don't really see the consequences of for two weeks. And that's why we have to be so careful and do this in stages, as, as the Premier has rightfully said. I'm not giving you a calendar. I'm giving you a roadmap with some key milestones and benchmarks that we have to watch and hit. And if we do, we can step up to the next stage. Think about the potential, um, uh, you know, sort of roadblocks that we have ahead. Right now, a lot of people um, can take uh, the public transit because, because the volumes are so low, there is a certain amount of physical distancing that is possible. The quicker you bring the economy back on stream and suddenly many more people are on transit, that becomes a problem. I've heard from so many of my members who say, look, Rocco, I can keep my workplace incredibly safe, but my employees have to get to work. And so what does public transit look like? What does daycare look like? Because if you're going to rapidly reopen the economy, people have to be able to come to work. And those with young children have to have um, some option for how to uh, how to care for their for their young children. And now with schools closed, and I think that's the right decision, but it puts enormous pressure on 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 people with young children and particularly women with young children um, in terms of being able to participate in the economy at this time. Well, there you go. So it's obviously the government saying we're going to let a little bit of, uh, of line out, you know, like a fishing line and, yeah. and uh, test. And in two weeks, if things are holding steady, we can let a little bit more out. And that seems to make sense. Rocco, we're out of time, but it's always great to talk to you. And thanks for enlightening us. Thanks so much, Peter. Stay safe to you and all. And to you, Rocco Rossi, CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, joining us on uh, new work that they've done in the area of uh, surveying what people want. And what people want is, I think, what we're getting.